Welcome to episode 4 of Sharing Life Lessons. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach and stories heal. I want to start this episode by giving a shout out to my youngest listener. Mishka is 12 years old and she's in 6th grade and she told me that she loves to listen to Sharing Life Lessons. Her mother told me that she uses Mishka as her notification mechanism because she reminds her to listen to all the new episodes on Wednesdays. So Mishka, keep listening, keep reminding your mom. Lots of love to you. Be happy and be well. I am ready to introduce our guest for today. By profession, she is a program manager in a financial institution, but she really enjoys more what she does after the workday is over. After hours, she teaches public speaking at Rutgers practices and promotes different types of energy healing, which includes Reiki and Pranic healing. And she's also a life coach for both youth and adults. Everyone, let's welcome Dolly Lakani. That was the formal introduction. Now let's get going with the personal introduction. Dolly and I have known each other for a really long time. We share the same belief system. And the reason we know that is because we've had several and mighty long ideological and philosophical discussions. And the conclusion we've reached is that our belief system is similar. And of course, Dolly is nodding in the affirmative, which is why this interview is going to be a bit unique for me, because I pretty much will feel like I'm interviewing myself. Welcome to the show, Dolly. Please share your life lessons with us. Thank you for having me here, Hamida. It's it's really uh, an honor to be here and being asked to share life lessons because, yeah, that's what we learn from each other. And one of the life lessons that I have learned over the course of the, you know, so when you're young, you don't know that it's a lesson and it comes as a hardship, but then that turns out to be a lesson as we go. And so all the hardships that I faced um, were lessons to be learned. And after having gone through many of them and after re- reaching, you know, the stage and age in life, the lesson that came out of it was really that we learn, we must learn to trust. And we must learn to trust that whatever is happening for us, not what we want for us, but whatever is happening for us is happening by design and that there is a higher force. Now, of course, those who are listening to this podcast, um, if they have any faith in divinity or if they have any faith in a divine force, a universal force, whatever we may call it, it doesn't have to be given a name. But the point is that there are um, hundreds of things that are, are not in our consciousness. What we see, what we hear, what we sense, those things are very limited. There are millions of things that are happening even right now as we speak. You know, we can see this room, we can see outside the trees and also that's all in our consciousness, but there are hundreds of things that are happening in our in, around us that we are not aware of. And uh, those things play a big role in what shapes our lives and what's happening in our lives. And so the life lesson that I eventually learned, you know, after a lot of struggle and a lot of... Uh, pushing back and a lot of non-acceptance was um, things were working in my favor or things were happening for me, but I was just so busy 
trying to make it happen in a certain way, uh, trying to control things. Um, and life is fluid. Life is not, life is very dynamic. Life is not static, obviously, right? From moment to moment, we are sitting here one moment. Who knows, something can happen uh, in a blink of an eye and the whole world can change. But we think in our heads that we have control. And letting go of that control has been the biggest life lesson. It is said that your hardest times often lead you to the greatest learning moments of your life. You came into this country a long time ago as an immigrant. You were very young. You then had two beautiful daughters. Tell us how that transition played out for you. When I came into this country, I really had no direction as such. Um, I was raised to be a homemaker and didn't have great plans of doing anything great in life. Uh, for me, just being a homemaker was what I looked forward to. And I was very naive. I was very in the moment kind of person. Wasn't uh, visionary from that perspective where, oh, I, you know, five years from now I'll be doing this and 10 years from now I will be doing that. That wasn't part of my thought process. Um, all I wanted to do was just get away from a controlling home environment so that I could have the freedom and just be married and be happy. When I when I came to this country and started raising children, and the question was always being asked of them, who do they want to be when they grow up? And so when I started asking those questions, I actually started becoming more miserable because now I had no direction to begin with. And so first I had to find direction. And whatever I wanted to do was not what was happening for me. So, for example, I realized that I wanted to be a counselor or a life coach, but I was in technology already. And that too, like someone just guided me and it just happened to fall in my life. I couldn't spell technology if my life depended on it. And yet that was the field that somehow I got guided towards and I went into it. And I did well. And someone like me who wasn't good at math or wasn't good at, um, wasn't a good student to begin with, I was a C student in school. So it wasn't like I was a brilliant student. So things were happening for me, although you know I was not aware that they were happening for a reason for that matter. You know, you're just dealing with life and then you have young children at the time. So you're too busy raising them. But somewhere along the line, I was trying to pursue something else, but something else kept working for me. The weird thing is that I was miserable or thinking that, why am I being made to do work that isn't, you know, my heart is not in it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm in technology. My heart is not into it. Uh, I want to be a life coach. I want to help people. I want to be of help to others. And so in my desire to pursue this, this field that I cared about so much, I wasn't allowing what was coming to me and opening myself up to what was available to me and being grateful for that because that eventually turned out to be a blessing because obviously, you know, it, it uh, saved us financially. It helped us to be financially secure and stable it helped us to put two kids through college and good schools. So it gave us those flexibilities. And I was not willing to look at those blessings. I was too busy trying to say, oh, my passion and my vision is something 
you know, different. And so, so that's where, you know, as, as I was saying about the lesson is like some things are happening for you. You're not looking at them. You are not accepting them. And you're too busy trying to go after things that are maybe not meant for you. I heard you say that you were miserable about where you were because you wanted to be someplace else. And then a shift occurred from being miserable to being thankful and being grateful. What led to that shift? So that's a very interesting convers- uh, question about how do you move from being miserable to um, gratitude. Uh, part of the, j- the journey had to do with a lot of reading that I was doing. Um, Conversations with God comes to my mind. Uh, that was an instrumental book in my life. Um, um, Scott, Dr. Scott Peck wrote Less Traveled and um, some of the books that I've read several, several times, um, Anthony Robbins' books. Uh, he was one of the, the writers that I followed and read his books quite a bit. Uh, those books always talked about being grateful and write, having a gratitude journal. And so I practiced the ritual of being grateful, but I wasn't feeling grateful. Um, and in, in Amy Cuddy, in her presentation in TED, said that you fake it till you make it, but then you fake it till you make it till you become it. So these rituals help us to, to get into the frame of mind, but then at some point you transcend it. And what causes that transformation or that transcendence? I don't have a specific event or a specific um a point where you can say that this is when it happened. But at some point, you just, uh, it shifts. There is a shift uh, in your mind that allows you to then, um, rather than practicing being grateful and doing it as a ritual, you sense it, you feel it, you you vibrate it. I can see why all the beautiful books that you mentioned had such a great impact on your life. There is another book that I would like to add as a reference for the audience. And the name of that book is In Heaven as on Earth, also by Scott Peck. That book literally bowled me over when I read it. To the audience, names of all of these books are mentioned in the resource section of my show notes for this episode. So back to you, Dolly. Something else happened in your life that led you to this world of healing. Please tell us that story. One of the defining moments uh, of my life or that I clearly remember where I made a choice that made all the difference, so to speak. Um, I had been dealing with uh, foot pain for a few years. Uh, It had started when I was in in my late uh, 20s and I was trying to find a solution for it. And I just wasn't able to find, you know, there was just no healing available. Or at that time, I wasn't looking for healing. I was just going to... Um, medical doctors, you know, and you name it, and I went to all the different types of doctors. And no matter what, no matter what therapy or medicine um, I engaged with, the healing wasn't happening. Like the pain wasn't subsiding. So for some time, I even chose to be in a wheelchair because um, it was just easier. I had the attention of the family. I didn't have to do anything. But I was just so miserable because I was young. I had a four-year-old, you know, a ten, uh, an eight-year-old, and a four-year-old and not being able to do anything with them. So I was really, really miserable. And then there was this one event um, that was happening in the community, which is a major significant ima- event um, where 
um, a spiritual leader's son. He, he, you know, his uh, son was born to him, and everybody was celebrating. And here I was sitting in a chair, um, not being able to participate in the celebration. And I remember having this conversation in my head that whether I am sitting or I'm standing, whether I'm walking or I'm sitting, I, the pain is the same. So do I want to continue sitting or do I want to just get up and go and dance? And one of the things is that I love dancing. And so when we play this traditional dance, I'm the first one to participate and I'm the last one out. Uh, so I'm, I'm participating from beginning to the end. And it was just very hard for me to sit there and not being able to participate in this in this dance. And I remember having this conversation and in a split second, I just decided, literally I was sitting and half of the dance was over and it was literally a, a split second decision that, you know what, I'm not going to sit anymore. In spite of the pain, I am going to get up and dance. And I danced that whole evening. And since then, in spite of the pain, I have done everything possible. What that also started was a journey towards healing. And I started looking for alternative healing, which then again led me to... Um, this whole understanding of how energy works and how we're all connected to this universal energy. And through that process, I was able to identify that the divine force that we talked about earlier, where we let the divine work through us. And so that event was very significant in helping me create, bring this shift in my life and then led me towards this whole healing um, modalities that I was trying to incorporate. In both your stories, you experienced hardships and then you decided to make a shift. And when you made that shift in the way you looked at those hardships, it took you to a happier place. And there is so much to learn from that. Dolly, do you have a final message for the listeners? And so the final uh, message or the, the main lesson I may say that I've learned in life is that when I was trying to be in control, when I wanted things to go my way, the way I wanted it, I was the one who was miserable and unhappy and always feeling the lack. Once I let go of that control and accepted that, let, you know, things that I, I'm not, that is outside of my consciousness that is working for me. I let that work for me. And I took a step back and said, you know what, if this is how you want things to be, then I accept it. I let things, I, I'll go with the flow. Once I was able to do that, then um, I started feeling joyful. I started feeling abundant nothing shifted or nothing changed as far as like my career didn't change or, um, you know, my income didn't just go from being, you know, into millions or whatever, but just the, the sense or the feeling of the joyfulness, the, the, uh, the blessings and feeling the abundance, uh, uh, feeling happy uh, with whatever was happening and being accepting. So I still want, like, I, I do plan for things to happen. I'm like, oh, I want this to happen, but I'm not miserable if they don't. I'm like, okay, well, if they didn't happen, then maybe there was a good reason and I shouldn't try to be too smart about it. Let it just be, maybe it's not happening for the right reason. And so just that shift is like, 
and it's almost like I'm having fun with it. You know, like I'll put a message out there or I'll put uh, an intent out there. And I'm like, well, if it's meant to be, let it work. If not, then I'm okay with it. And most of the time it, it tends to work out or even if it doesn't, I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. And I accept it. I'm saying, you know what, great. Thank God it didn't work out because it might have been something that was not a blessing. And um, so that just, just letting go and let the, let the divine take over. Let the divine take over. What a beautiful message. I love it. Dolly, thank you so much for sharing your life lessons with us. If anybody would like to reach out to or contact Dolly, her email address is in the show notes for this episode. I would like to read an excerpt from Khalil Gibran's writings. Khalil Gibran is a Lebanese-American writer and poet. And he said, It is said that before entering the sea, a river trembles with fear. She looks back at the path she has traveled, from the peaks of the mountains, the long winding road, crossing forests and villages. And in front of her, she sees an ocean so vast that to enter there seems nothing more than to disappear forever. But there is no other way. The river cannot go back. Nobody can go back. To go back is impossible in existence. The river needs to take the risk of entering the ocean because only then will fear disappear because that's where the river will know it's not about disappearing into the ocean but of becoming the ocean. And this relates so well with what we discussed today about overcoming the fear of letting go of the control that we desire over our lives and turning that into trust and belief to let the divine take over. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would like to request you to please share the link for it with another person who you think will also enjoy the episode. If you would like to share your stories on the show, then please write to me at sharinglifelessons101 at gmail.com. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Till then, be happy and be well.